morning I want to talk to you today a little bit about the Word made flesh. And we're going to read uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 1. Uh, but before we do that, uh, Greg and Frank, will you come and lift this offerings up, please? Just so happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning. And Frank, will you just pray for this offering this morning? Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Go ahead and be seated in the house of the Lord. Now let me tell you, uh, the song that Casey just sang says, Jesus is the answer in the world today. Like him, there's no other. Jesus is the way. And I'm telling you that, uh, you know, nobody calls him Buddha or Mohammed or Krishna or nothing like that because nobody claims that they are alive. I mean, you can have Buddhism without Buddha because all it is is a bunch of teachings. But you cannot have Christianity without Jesus. Amen? And that's what Christmas is about. It's about Jesus. And today I want to talk to you about the Word made flesh, how Jesus came into the world and what He represents. Amen? Uh, you know, a couple of years ago in a little town in Wilson, Tennessee, uh, the Lakeview Elementary School System uh, fathers and mothers and grandparents and aunts and uncles got together to see the presentation of the Christmas program, the student Christmas program for that year. Uh, and in the audience was three lawyers, you know, representing the American uh, justice uh, system and uh, with the ACLU, J. Secular. But uh, they were there because the year prior, the Christmas program at the Lakeview Elementary School had contained the song and the singing of Away in the Major. Amen? And they were there because the school system got sued. Uh, the atheist crooked uh, lawyers united. Amen? That's what I call them. Now listen, and uh, I think it was just last year when a mediation took place uh, in a city where they used, uh, every, every year they would put the nativity scene uh, at the entrance of the city limits. And again, an ACLU lawyer uh, sued the city, uh, and, and this was a compromise, let me tell you. The compromise would say, you can have the wise men, you can have Joseph, you can have Mary, but you can't have Jesus. That's what the lawyer said. Now let me tell you, I'm here to suggest to you this morning that you cannot have Christmas without Jesus, amen? Because Jesus is what it's about. And Jesus is the answer in the world today. And really, there is nothing beyond that that we can go or know the source of life without Jesus Christ. Will you turn to your Bibles in the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 1. Amen? Gospel of John 1 and 1. Amen? And will you stand for the reading of the Word of God this morning? Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord? This is, this is the season where Jesus Christ was born, came major and to humble himself and stepped into this earth and the, uh, the word of God says in the beginning was the word 
and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light uh, shines in darkness, and the darkness comprehended not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness, the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which lighteth every man who comes into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him. Amen? And the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. Father, I pray this morning that your word may go with power, Lord. And may, Father, we just touch hearts and minds and spirits this morning, Lord. We bless you for your love, your mercy, your grace, and your Son, Lord, that you sent, Father, to die for us on a cross, Lord. But he rose and he sits at the right hand of the Father. And we thank you, Lord, for that. In Jesus' name, you may be seated in the house of the Lord. Now listen, it amazes me that every year at Christmas time, Time magazine comes out with many mosaics depicting Jesus Christ, and they always have the letters, Who is Jesus? Amen? They always, you know, they always ask the question, Who is Jesus? Time magazine and uh, Newsweek and, and, you know, other... Uh, uh, outlets that, you know, for the media and stuff that they, they always ask the question, they're faced every year with the question, who is Jesus Christ? And I want to tell you that that is the question that every person in this room has to ask themselves during their life. Who is Jesus Christ? And answer for yourself. Amen? But Jesus Christ was with the eternal Father and the eternal Spirit since the beginning. He has always been. See, listen, we don't have a Jesus that has been a has-been. You understand? You know, do you remember the story of Moses when Moses saw the burning bush and the burning bush, you know, and, 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 uh, and God spoke to him and, and Moses asked, who do I say sent me when Pharaoh asked, who says, what God says, let my people go? And you remember what, what God said? He said, tell them that I am. See, God is not a has been or a was. He is an I am. He's an eternal existing self. He is here today and he is with you every moment if you call on Jesus. See, that's what Christmas is about. It's about Jesus. And we believe, we're not Buddhist or, 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 or atheist or nothing like that. Listen, we believe that if we call on Jesus, he hears us because he rose on the third day and he sits at the right hand of the Father. And he has power to move any mountain that you're facing today. Amen? And we believe that with all certainty, Jesus Christ is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Now listen, the question that has been asked throughout the New Testament. There are four books in the New Testament. We call them the Evangels or the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Amen? We call them that. Now listen, every uh, Gospel in the Bible was written by a follower of Jesus Christ, by an ancient follower of Jesus Christ. And it, it's not a biography in a modern sense as we know it. It's not a biography. 
It was written to answer the question, who is Jesus? That is why the Gospels were written. And let me tell you, the question runs throughout the New Testament. Take a pen, a pencil, some mascara, some lipstick, I don't care, and write these down. Matthew 16, 13, Jesus asked, who do people say the Son of Man is? John 18, 33, Pilate asked Jesus the question, are you the King of the Jews? Matthew 8, 27, his disciples said, what kind of man is that? Even the winds, the waves obey his voice. Matthew 11:2. John the Baptist said, are you the one to come or should we expect someone else? John 8, 53, the Jewish religious establishment asked Jesus the question, are you greater than our father Abraham? Who are you, Jesus? That is the question that must be answered today. Amen? That is what we're looking at. Who is Jesus? And who is Jesus to you? Now, let me tell you. The Bible has four Gospels, and every Gospel... Every gospel was written with a certain particular audience in mind. You understand? For example, the gospel of Matthew was written to the Jews. And the gospel of Matthew is called the lion's gospel. Amen? And it presents Jesus as a king. Amen? And it was written to the Jews. It was, it was especially for the audience... Uh, which were Jews, and, 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 and they called it the Lion Gospel. And the most important phrase that you will find repeated over and over and over again is this one. This was done in order that it might be fulfilled. That is the key phrase in the Gospel of Matthew. Now hold on to that information. Now Mark's Gospel is called the Servant's Gospel. It is historically depicted not by a lion, but by an ox. And it presents Jesus Christ as a servant. Amen? That's what we must be. We must be servants. Sometimes we think we're so high and mighty that nobody's above us. But we have a God that can humble us. Amen? Now listen. The Gospel of Mark was uh, written especially for the Romans. And that's why it depicted Jesus Christ. Now let me tell you a little bit of history. The Romans were men of action. They didn't care about human pedigree. Amen? They didn't. Now, the, the Romans were men that they wanted some action. Amen? Show me. Amen? They were the show me state. Amen? Now listen. The most important word in the Gospel of Mark was the word immediately. In the King James Version, it's the word straightway. And it depicts Jesus as a man of action. Amen? Now, the Gospel of Luke is written to the Greeks, and it uh, depicts Jesus as humanity perfected, and it's associated often with a picture of a man, and, and depicts Jesus Christ as the perfect man. Amen? So, every Gospel was written for a particular... But let me tell you, the, when you come to the Gospel of John, the Gospel of John soars above all the others. And it's called the Eagle's Gospel. Amen? And it's written... See, the Gospel of John is a universal gospel. It is made for every single one. For us. Amen? And, and, and it's called the Eagle's Gospel. Now, 
If you go to the uh, Gospel of Matthew, you will find the genealogy of Jesus' earthly father. And in that genealogy, it gives Jesus the right to be an heir to David's throne. Amen? It gives Jesus the right to be an heir to David's throne. And, uh, and you can go through all the Gospels and you can find information on the Gospel of Luke. Uh, Jesus' genealogy is traced back through the mother, Mary, all the way back to Adam. Amen? Now listen, in the Bible, I know that uh, Curtis Coker was here uh, about three Sundays ago. He was here and he preached uh, on the Word or the beginning. And uh, I'm going to kind of take off uh, on a different direction that he did. Uh, what he preached was really, you know, interesting and I liked it. And uh, I like hearing other speakers. But let me tell you that the Gospel of John, uh, we're dealing with the very beginning. It, John talks about what's called the uh, prostantheon in the Greek New Testament. And it's called the unbegun beginning. Amen? The unbegun beginning. Now, in the Bible, there's three beginnings. Amen? Listen. Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created. Amen? And, and then you will find... Uh, you will find that in the beginning, in Mark 1.1, we are going to see Jesus Christ in the beginning of the ministry of the gospel. Amen? That is the second beginning that the Bible talks about. And then the third beginning is what John calls, what we just, what we just talked about, the prostantheon, which is the unbegun uh, beginning, that Jesus was with the Father. He existed with the eternal Father, the eternal Spirit. Jesus was the Word of God. That is the unbegun beginning. <coughs> now, in John 1, 1, we see uh, in the beginning was the Word. Now, a lot of people ask me this question. What is the word? Now, a word is an expression of one's self. A word is, listen, the way you know me is through my words. And the way you know Jesus Christ is through his word. Amen. There is no other way that you can know someone unless you hear the person. Amen? So that is what the word means. It, it, it's, it's, it's a self-expression of oneself. Amen? And Je Now, the, when the Bible calls Jesus Christ the word, what the Bible is saying is that everything God is, is expressed in the person of Jesus Christ. Amen? Are you being blessed with this this morning? I'm blessing myself. Amen? Uh, in other words, if you want to know God... If you want to know the eternal mind, thank you so much. If you want to know the eternal mind, if you want to know the unifying principle that holds everything together, you must know Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ is God. Amen? That's who he is. That's who Jesus is. He's God. Amen? Now, if you would turn with me to Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1. I want to show you a couple of things. Amen? Come on, church. Don't preach dream down, man. Come on. I want to show you a couple of things. I've told you always that I believe in expository preaching. I'm going to take you through some verses in the Bible. Amen? 
Hebrews 1.1. Just say amen when you're there. Amen. Look. In the past, God spoke. God spoke. God reveals himself. How? How did he do it? Listen. He did it through our forefathers, through the prophets, in many times, in various ways. Now look at verse 2. In the last days, God has spoken. And that's the area's tense. It's something that happened with a continuing result. God has spoken to us how? By his son, who he appointed heir of all things and through whom he made the universe. The son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful world. word. After he made purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven, so he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. Now, what is the writer of Hebrews saying? God has finally and fully expressed himself in the person of, say it, Jesus Christ. Amen? I want to tell you that without Jesus, you can have nothing that really matters. Amen? Jesus, listen... Jesus is God. It's not, you know, take your pick, Buddha, Muhammad, Krishna, Islam. You know, it's, it's not take your pick. It's not like that at all. Let me tell you that if you do not accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you will face him as your judge one day. And he loves you and he cares for you and he gave his life for you. Jesus is not just somebody among us. You know, he's not just another one among us. He is God. He's the eternal being that sustains everything together. John uses the word, the Greek word, proston theon. He was with the Father in the beginning. And that's the Greek New Testament. And listen, the word proston theon denotes equality. And the word pros, the word pros, I hope I don't feed back over here. I'll go back up there if I do. If it, the, the word pros, this, 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 this is what it means. It means face to face. Face to face. And listen, in the ancient world, when one king would come to another kingdom, when one king, come here, uh, Greg, come over here. And come here, Larry. <clears throat> now stand right there. You, you, come here. And stand right here. Now listen. When one king would come to another kingdom, amen? This is the king, and this is a big, tall king, okay? <laughs> All right. Now, and the other king was kind of short. And fat, and fat. <laughs> kind of short like Larry. <laughs> Then what would happen was that they would literally build a chair so that they could see eye to eye when they were sitting on a table. Amen? And that's, thank you. And that's what the Word of God means when it's saying that Jesus Christ is proston theon. Amen? It means that literally Jesus is equal with God the Father. It means that he can see eye to eye with him. Right. Amen? 
prostantheia. Now listen, the Latin fathers used the word tres personas, una substancia. Anybody knows what that is? It means three persons, amen, not three gods, three persons, but in one same substance, amen. They are all equal, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Praise God, I'm glad you're back, amen. They're all the same. And Jesus Christ came, listen, he came out of heaven, stepped out of the eternal realm, and stepped into this earth, and the Bible says that his own people did not know him. Amen? Now why are we going to make the same mistake twice? Jesus Christ is the Word of God incarnate, and nothing else matters other than Jesus Christ. Amen? Now listen. So there is equality with Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus Christ is of the same essence as the Father. He is of the same essence of the Holy Spirit. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and that means that He was equal with God, and the Word was what? Say it. The Word was God. Jesus Christ. Who is Jesus? Jesus is God. He is of the same essence of the Father, of the Spirit, and He will always be eternal. Amen? No, nothing can disclaim Jesus. Nobody, you know, you can say, well, I don't believe that. Well, you, you don't believe anything, probably. You know, if you don't believe in Jesus, if you cannot see the reality of things, the way that Jesus manifests himself in your life, that's how we can express power and peace. I mean, you fill in the blank. If you call on the name of Jesus, listen, if you need peace, he is Jehovah. Say it. Shalom. If you need victory, he is Jehovah Nisi, your banner of completed victory. Amen? You can just fill in the blank. If you need healing, he is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord God, your healer. Jesus Christ is God and he is everything. And let me tell you, let me show you something. I want to show you something before, before we go. Uh, Turn with me to John chapter 5, verse 22. Are you getting something out of this today? Amen. Praise God. Christmas is not just Jesus in a, you know, in a major as a baby. Jesus was delivered in a humble major so that you can dwell in a heavenly mansion. Amen. John 5, 22. Are you there? I know. Let, let me tell you. A lot of people says, well, when I die, I'll, you know, God will judge me. Well, that may be true in a sense because Jesus is God. But look at this. Are you there? For the Father judges no man, but he has committed all judgment unto the who? The Son. So he is the one that's going to judge you, Greg. Jesus Christ is the one that's going to judge you. And I'm telling you today, if you will not accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior this morning, if you do not know the, the meaning of life and the life itself, which is Jesus Christ, then one day you will face Him as your judge. And you will have to give account for your life. And I surely don't want to face Jesus Christ 
in that way. I want to, for him to, to love me and know me and say, you know what, enter into what the Lord has prepared for you. And I want to be able to be there with Israel and, you know, with all the brothers, you know, and TK and stuff. But listen, it's about Jesus. The Father judges no one, but has entrusted all judgment to the Son. Now look at verse 27. And he has given him authority to judge. Why? Because he is the Son of Man. Because he was made flesh. The Bible says we do not have a high priest that cannot relate. And I'm going to paraphrase a little bit. That cannot relate with our infirmities, with the way we feel. Jesus Christ came in human flesh so that he could know every single temptation, every single way you feel. So there's nothing that you can feel that Jesus Christ did not feel. And he says we have a high priest that he can sympathize with us. So that is why Jesus Christ is able to help us and is able to mediate for us. And is able when we call on his name to have power to move anything that is in your life. Amen. That's who Jesus is. Pastor Casey, will you come up, please? Praise God for Pastor Casey. Now listen. I want to show you something else before we go. And I'm coming to a landing, amen? Aren't you glad you're here in the house of the Lord this morning? Philippians chapter 2. Chapter, uh, chapter 2, verse 5. Philippians 2, 5. I'm just going to read it. Let this, man, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man... He humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Now, if Jesus Christ humbled himself, who are you not to humble yourself before the Lord? Sometimes we get so, up, so up, uppity and high and mighty that we can't, you know, we can't even come to church. You know, this place would be packed with people because everybody needs the Lord, but they think that they don't. And that's our job. Everybody, every person that's here this morning, their job is to go out there and tell somebody about Jesus. Amen? That's what it's about. Amen? Pastor Casey, will you play something? All, all heads bowed, all eyes closed. I'm going to give you an opportunity this morning to accept the source of life, the one who is, who was, and is to come. So if you need Jesus this morning, if you need prayer, or you have strayed away, if there's something in your mind that you've been dealing with, then bring it to the foot of the cross this morning. Bring it to Jesus. Amen? The altar is going to be open. There's people here that we can pray with. We want to pray for you. If there's something that you need this morning, just come. Come to Jesus. Amen. He's the only one that matters this morning. If you know the Lord, then I'm happy for you. I'm glad.
And if your life is so in order that you don't need anything from the Lord, then please give me the formula. Amen? Because I sure need Jesus every single day of my life. Amen? Jesus is the answer in the world today. Like Him, there's no other. Jesus is the way. He is the Word of God, and He is the eternal existing self. Amen? Father, we just thank you this morning for your love, your mercy, and your grace, for coming, Father, to earth and giving us salvation, Lord. Father, I bless your people this morning, Lord. I bless everyone, Lord. Father, I bless these people that came from Bryan County, Father, foster care. And Father, we bless this young gentleman, Lord. That, Father, through life, Father, he's been able to conquer, Lord, through you, Lord. And Father, we just... Father, we just uh, commend them to your hands, Lord. And every visitor that's here, Father, we, Father, we thank you for having them here today, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for being so good to us. In Jesus' name, you're dismissed in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen.